0: This is an ABC podcast. Roots and Shoots with Sabrina Hahn and Christine Layton
1: on ABC Radio Perth and WA.
0: Yes, good morning, WA. Morning, Sab. Good morning. Walked in here this morning and said, I've been having some mushrooms. I know it's the weekend. (laughs) we? What kind of of mushrooms, please? Well, I've never had these
2: mushrooms before in my garden. So I, because I have tree stumps that I leave, I watch the different fungi that comes up over a 10-year period. So there's certain fungi that comes up that starts breaking down that whole process. And as as the tree rots and decays, different fungi come over with different roles to actually break down and recycle that decaying matter. But... The, yesterday afternoon, there were these funky, punky, little, <laughs> almost iridescent, lemon-coloured, whitish mushrooms I'd never, ever seen before. And you're
0: showing me a photo. There's quite a long stalk and it's like an egg-shaped head. Yeah, it's and an egg head. Then kind of open from the bottom? Yeah. Like so an umbrella? Flat, like a parasol. Uh.
2: Totally flat, but I went out last night and these little things were glowing in the
0: dark. Wow, how could you eat them then? <laughs> it's pretty. So
2: no, no, definitely don't eat those okay. sort of mushrooms because uh, you might be seeing lots of stuff glowing in the dark, and then I think it might become permanently dark for you. But it was so awesome. It was. I love fungi. It's fascinating yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because before we even started. To talking about this, we had someone in sync with you, Barry from West Leadable on the text line who said, I have a large mushroom turning them in question mark. Oh, they're turning... Right, I see what he means. So they're kind of turning upside down. Oh, they're flipping themselves out of the ground. Why are they doing that?
2: That's weird.
0: Well, yeah, they're all kind of lying on the ground with their root system pulled out as if somebody has been pulling them out. Would they do that or would someone else do that? mm,
2: I think something else may have been doing that. As in... You know, little critters like mice, rats, oh. um, but they're not eating it.
0: No, that's right, because the mushrooms are intact, and they're those mm. ones that kind of have. What do you call that underneath that looks like a, a um, the fan, a little filing system like mm. an accordion, yeah,
2: fan shape. Um, I don't know of of mushrooms that do that, but if it has done that, it's to maximise spore disposal, I would think. But I think something's come through and knocked those little fellas upside down.
0: Mm, peculiar. Mm. Strange things happen when oh, mushrooms they do. are involved.
2: They certainly do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn is our first caller from Collie. Good morning, Evelyn. Oh,
1: Good morning. Um, last week you recommended fusillade mm-hmm. to a fellow who was having trouble with cooch. Yes. Well, I'm having the same trouble. Right. So I called into my uh, nursery yes. and was told that... Um, no, they're not allowed to sell use it's
2: a restricted. Yeah, you have to have a licence to be able to purchase mm. it because you have to know how to use it, Evelyn. Yeah. But if you've got... Now, the the uh, lawnmower contractors, most of those have done the training to be able to use Fusil aid or any of the land care groups. So um, if you get in contact with your lawnmower people or... Um, they, they usually have a licence and they can come and do it for you. Oh, I
1: see. So, yeah. There's nothing else that I could use?
2: Like well, you can use glyphosate, um, but that's a bit risky if it's in amongst other things. Yes, the thing about yes. Fusilade is it only affects grasses. Yes,
1: Yes, Yes, when Mm. I heard you recommending it last week, I thought, oh, yummy. That's
2: the thing, (laughs) yeah. So um, now get in contact with your lawn mowing contractors and see how that goes. Good stuff. Uh, 1300
0: 222 720. Give us a call. We've got some lines free. Uh, The text line filling up quickly as well. Tuck from Norseman has asked, what's wrong with my turmeric? It's on the porch with sun until about 10. Oh, it's very... So for people that don't know that you can grow
2: turmeric, you can from that little root. It's a bit like a... Really skinny, skinny ginger oh. rhizome. Um, so the this picture plant's got
0: yellowing leaves with brown on the
2: outside. Very yellow, uh, yellowing all on the outside, and the green is still uh, green on the inside of the leaf. That's definitely a nutritional problem. So I would uh, give it some liquid fertilizer and do that every fortnight. Could be the test the pH of the soil because I think that so you need a fairly neutral to slightly acid pH. So test that first. If it's a high pH, add sulphur. If it's a low pH, then you can add uh, dolomite lime. Um, But test the pH first, and then liquid fertilise with something that's got all the trace minerals in it. Okay, Kerry
0: from Bustleton, when should I prune my fiddlewood tree?
2: (laughs) Ah. Well, now, fiddlewoods defoliate. So they drop their leaves about three times a year. So usually you do it after one of those dropping of the leaf events. Basically, with fiddlewoods, you can prune them just about any time of the year, but not mid-summer. So you could prune them in, say, a couple of weeks' time. They'll be safe to prune. Interesting. How will this cool change affect
0: our, our gardens?
2: Uh, I, think all the, I think everything in the garden is just going to go woohoo <laughs> because it's really humid. So plants basically love humidity unless they're riddled with fungal disease and then they don't, but they don't have to pull as much water up to, um, to, to get sufficient water to the top of the plant. So most plants love rain. And of course, what comes with rain? Nitrogen. Oh. So that comes through the ozone layer. Um, so it, that's why you know after a rain event you go outside and everything sort of looks green. Mm. That's why because when the rain comes down you get nitrogen coming down with oh, it. I didn't so that. yeah,
0: so plants love it. I make a lot of that sound when I'm on with you. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's my contribution to gardening. Uh, Martin is from Attedale. Good morning. Good morning. Morning, oh. Martin. Good morning. I've got uh, – I've replaced my lawn,
3: small lawn, with Dichondra, so it doesn't have to be mown. Yeah. But when the plumbers came and did a bit of uh, digging up because of finding a leak,
2: Yeah.
3: Um, and I have put the Dichondra back in, I'm getting attacked by a lot of cooch. Yeah. I didn't know there's something I could put on the cooch that wouldn't kill the Dichondra.
2: Well, the fuselade will work as well on the cooch but not kill the Dichondra because Dichondra is not a grass.
3: Okay. So thats I I heard it before. I talked to my lawn man yeah. about uh,
0: yeah. the fuselade and go from there. Yeah. Absolutely. All these referrals that they're going to get today. Pat is in York. (laughs) Good morning, Pat. G'day, love. um,
3: I've got a uh, uh, book of friends, Penny, and it's got uh, um, water rot.
2: Oh, righty-ho. How far down's the rot, Pat?
3: Uh, Well, the uh, bark on the the, uh, bottom is uh, none. Right. But about a foot up, it's okay.
2: Okay. That's good. Now what you need to do, Pat, is you need to go and get an anti rot, comes in a liquid form. Right. An anti rot uh liquid. Then if you can, you need to inject get a tree syringe. You need to inject the tree with the with the anti rot stuff. If you can't inject it, Pat, then spray the entire tree. Okay. You'll need to get onto it as quick as possible. Okay. Um, if you can't get a tree syringe, sometimes it's hard for people to find them, just go to your chemist and get an empty syringe. It's not as effective, but it's one way of at least getting it in there.
3: Okay. Um, I can't uh, trim it off and uh, re- re-pot it then.
2: Yeah, definitely trim it off and repot it because if the rot moves all the way through, your frangipani is
0: gone. All right, thanks, Pat. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Give us a call. Just had some lines free. Uh, this Tony and Jinjin Jin yes just said uh, worm is worm juice a complete fertilizer or. Does it need additives?
2: Now, uh, worm juice is not a complete fertiliser, but by the jolly jingos, it's good for everything. So you can use worm juice if you dilute it 1 to 10 as a foliar fertilizer as well but it doesn't have all those other trace minerals in it can i ask you a question
0: that comes from complete ignorance what is worm juice oh
2: okay so when you've got your worm farm because mm. they oh. eat everything and then they poo right um, and then the fluid has to go through them oh. There's a drainage hole at the bottom of your worm farm and you drain that off. It's not kidding
0: squashing worms, <laughs> I wonder if it was the same as when I mash up strawberries for my ah, baby. It's not no. the same.
2: Good. No, Christine, <laughs> you, you can sleep well tonight because uh, it's not oh, crushed sorry. worms. It's, um, it's, it's, all the, it's all the excrement and fluids that come from the worms. Eating all the stuff in the compost bin mm. and also chomping through soil. Thank
0: you for giving me that nugget because I'm sure is <laughs> out there knew. Um, you're actually off to Jinjin Jin today?
2: No, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm off today. I'm off to Jinjin Jin today and I've got a gig at the Jinjin Jin Railway Station tomorrow because it's the big farmers market oh, at Jinjin Jin tomorrow. nice. So I'll get to meet all the growers that are up there. So it's a growers market and it's at the historic railway station. So I'm doing a talk from 1030 but we'll be there for most of the day. Great. So Tony, you'll have to
0: come and say hello. Tony, come and show me your worm your worm juice. But it, it's beautiful <laughs> stuff, mate, beautiful stuff. Very nice. Um, Kelly from Mount Helena said, I need to widen some of my fire breaks and have a couple of balgas that need to be transplanted. When is the best time to do this and how do I do it to give them the best chance of transplanting?
2: I would do it within the next four weeks. Um, it's good to have it when it's, you know, sort of when it's still warm. Now, what you need to do is um, you've got to go and get a bucket of soil microbes because they're very dependent on mycorrhizal fungi that's in the soil. When you're digging them up, get some of the soil that they're in because that will have the mycorrhizal fungi, but you need to add extra fungi and bacteria. Then you're going to have to water it. Like, I'd water it every second day for the first
0: two weeks, um, and then you ease off the watering. Okay. So. 1300 222 720. Give us a call, 1300 720. Linda is in Pickering Brook. Good morning, Linda. Uh,
3: good morning, ladies. Good morning, so, Linda. Um, a uh, next door neighbour where I am out of Pickering Brook, and he's got um, probably about 35 or 40 avocado trees of various ages and stages, but he has um, very kindly given them a couple of buckets full of chicken manure each. Yeah. And all of a sudden we seem to have a mass baby avocado drop. I just wondered whether it was too hot for them.
2: Yeah. yeah. If if all those avocados are suddenly dropped, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, just a mass, Sabrina. That. Oh, yeah. And,
3: uh, I can't advise him because he just doesn't listen.
2: So. Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. um, no, that's not going to be – look, chicken manure is great, but it really has to be composted down. Yeah, it's yeah. so strong and there's yeah. ammonia in it as well. So Yeah,
3: it's straight from the chicken farm by the truckload. Well, there hasn't even been, a, you know, like a collar left around the stalk, so I will get on to him. I yeah, to absolutely.
2: Thank you so much for that. My pleasure, you, Linda. Thank you, Linda.
0: 1300 720. Some texts coming in. Fran from the Gin Gin Garden Group, very excited oh. to see you at the gig, which is nice. And Catherine said on the topic of mushrooms, uh, you wouldn't like the fungi which explodes from under our bitumen drive. Long drive, very expensive, now full of holes. Ah, oh, that's that... Black fungus that comes up—it's amazing. It actually
2: pushes through. Yeah, it'll go through bitumen, how, no problem how? at all.
0: Through pavement,
2: so strong. Well, it what happens is. Because it's a fungi, it actually
0: breaks down the material as it pushes itself through. Wow, that's incredible! I wonder what main roads think about that. They've got a whole <laughs> pavement slab where they test these things, and I bet they know about those. Yeah, pesky they do. Mushrooms.
2: But there's nothing you can do about it because the the mycorrhizal fun the, the the like the hyphae that's attached. So if a mushroom is the size of let's say it's the size of a tennis ball, mm. the hyphae that come off that throughout the soil are uh, the size of your backyard. So, you know, you can pour boiling water on the actual toadstool itself, mushroom itself, but that ain't going to do anything no. to all the other stuff under the ground. So what can
0: Catherine do? Anything? I've never I've never seen you do that. Yeah, wow, Catherine. Um, I don't know.
2: Maybe you can fight fungi with fungi. I'd get some other fungi and put on the fungi and see if that
0: fungi eats that fungi. <laughs> put them against each other. Yeah. I like it. Imogen is in Dunsborough. Good morning, Imogen.
2: Good morning, ladies. How are you going? Good. 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 Okay. Now, I have three um, native frangipanies that are very skinny and in the middle of my lawn. They're about yep. three and a half metres tall. Yep. What, what, shouldn't they be a bit lush? Uh. <laughs> 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 well, they should be lusher than what they are by the sounds of it, Imogen. I know, they're just like... <laughs> Yeah, I'd cut their heads off. <laughs> oh, no, no seriously. Okay. Yeah, and I tell you what, Imogen, you need to cut their heads off fairly soon oh. before it starts getting cold. So do it okay. this weekend. Oh, so you can good. take you can take oh, about 40% off the top of it.
3: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Yep.
2: And okay. then now once you've cut it, you need to fertilise it and water it and sprinkle it a little bit. I know it's in the lawn. The, does the lawn come right up to the tree? Uh,
0: We try and keep that away. Oh, good. um... Okay.
2: So the area where uh, there's no lawn, Mm -hmm. put uh, some compost down and get some uh, trace elements, water all that in, cut its head off and off she'll go.
0: Excellent. Okay. Soon. Okay. Thanks, Imogen. Thanks, you too. Imogen. Bye. I love the lang- language that comes along with gardening. You can say things like that, and it's completely normal. It's mm. it's similar in journalism, especially when you're editing audio. Uh, there was one morning I said to Molly, our producer, I'm just going to cut your grandma up, and then I'll be right back <laughs> because your grandma had done a book review for us, uh, and only in that field can you do this. That's right, where it's not sort of where people run away screaming. Mm. She did that. Mary's in Mount Barker. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Sabrina, I water my plants with water from my goldfish pond. Yeah?
3: And they seem to be absolutely going gangbusters. Yeah. Do they need anything other than that? Or um, that's all I do. I
1: don't fertilise them. I, when they yep. need watering, I just put the water from my goldfish pond
2: on. That is sensational, Mary, because they're getting all the all the nutrients from the fish. They don't need any more then. Um, it, look, if you've got fruit trees and veggies, I would give them uh, a, a well-balanced fertiliser. But because um, fruit trees, particularly when they're fruit, need a fair bit of oomph to them. Oh, well, I don't you, I don't put it on my fruit trees. I've got a little orchard, but it'd be too much water to cut around. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, you just carry on doing what you're doing, Mary.
3: Yeah. Oh, they don't need anything
2: else. No. If they're healthy, they're
0: getting everything they need from the fish. Jolly good. Thank you, Mary. 1,300 720. Stacky's here from Exmouth. Hey, Stacky, me old mate.
2: Hey, got you, both. Ah. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> are you, are you right. up in Exmouth at the moment?
3: Mate, the weather is absolutely glorious. It's been so for three days now.
2: Wow. In
3: the morning, or different this morning. the last few days, mate, hasn't it been a cloud in the sky? We're talking about 6.30 in the morning, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there's hard your leaves moving on the trees as
2: well. Oh, glorious. Oh. Mate,
3: it's... Good start for our tourist season. Yeah, though, absolutely. And well you know? the heat's not that bad, mate. You, you
2: know, well, I actually like the heat, so. Yes,
3: yeah, right, right. Oh, well, I can't survive with as cold, mate. It's no,
2: no, <laughs> absolutely. You've got to anyway, wear clothes uh, in the cold and shoes, Steffi. <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what's that?
3: You speak some funny language at times. Oh, I know, I yeah, know. All right. anyway, I've got t- two little things. Yep. Um, Oh, I actually, one question. One's a, one's I one to fill you out with. Um, I just heard you're talking about um, what, Frenchy pennies or
2: something? Yes, native French penny, yep. No,
3: no, no. I've got, would you believe I've got some extremely rare um, black flowering uh, Frenchy pennies?
2: There is nothing Ooh. that you would tell me, Stecky, that I would be amazed at because <laughs> you have the most.
3: Is jet black oh. and maybe sometimes it's got a little bit of purple in it. Like oh, how
2: that, beautiful.
3: Uh, have you seen them?
2: Yeah, well, I have I have seen them in Singapore, but I haven't seen them in Australia.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've got connections.
2: <laughs> I know you've got connections, Decky. <laughs> well, I'm so,
3: sure I, customs
0: love anyway. that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, yeah, <anyway. laughs> I just used my will and way. So I, I got. I came back from two weeks over there in the jungle. I mean... The jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no TV, no phone reception, no radio. Oh, we didn't have. was it would have been, but no radio was on. And everyone gets sit up there and have your your fruit for breakfast. And oh,
2: I know it's divine. Stop it, my mouth is watering. <laughs> right. and
3: you just watched it, and it. You just watch the jungles only just in front of you there. Yeah. And it, it, and it took me too nice to get used to it, noise was at night time. The bloody place comes
2: alive. Ah, <laughs> oh, it fine. sure does. Every insect within... And, and gecko or whatever.
0: Yeah, I, all I, the
3: I, lizards. I, I was inundated it yeah. was
2: right next to the bloody forest. Oh, <laughs> I
0: know. As fun right, as this is, we've got, got you, <laughs> yeah. right, we've got so many people waiting. What's happening? Uh, you've got a question about Senna. Senna. Uh, mm, just yep.
3: quickly, how do I go about striking? getting at the, you know, at the strike?
2: Uh, okay, so uh, it can be a bit tricky because they usually rot and go off. So uh, you need to take the new the new cuttings, Sticky You can't. You need two node, well three nodes in total, and then you bury them down to the top of the second node. Uh, you will have to get hormone gel. Um, to dip them in first, and then you need to put them in a really sharp, free-draining sand mix.
0: Okay. That's going to be your best bet. Thank you, Stecky. Uh, Peter is in Caratha. Good morning, Peter.
3: Good morning, beautiful ladies. Just a quick question, please. Uh, I've got um, lots of tropical plants in pots in Karratha. Yeah. And they're starting to sort of die, other than the heat, of course. Yeah. Here. The calcium seems to be sticking to the leaves. Can I somehow counteract mm. the calcium on the leaves?
2: So, yeah, so the water's really hard. hard um off. Yeah. Um, look, one of the things you can get is like a sunscreen for plants that you put on the leaves, and okay. that, that protects the leaves. Um, the other thing you could do, Peter, is... To offset the calcium is to actually give them a, a trace element foliar spray. So that goes on the leaves. Okay. Good um, the and then that that will break the calcium down or okay. it'll, it'll use the calcium to get the other minerals to the leaf tissue.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay thanks Peter. thanks Peter. thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty uh, on the text line, Kevin in Middlesex has asked if there are any plants that could deter March flies
2: Oh, I wish mm. now,
0: <laughs> oh, now the, the
2: thing about march the thing about plants detecting um oh someone sent a picture of a the fungi, the matches, mine, mushrooms. Yeah. Um. The the thing about plants that repel things like mosquitoes, flies, you actually need like half an acre of them. Mm. So, uh, oh,
0: okay. so um, what what would you name? If if anything, is there any? If he does some have half of the an
2: acre? some of the mellow lucas uh, mm-hmm. basil is very good. Some of the more pungent. Um, but that's not going to repel march flies, I don't think.
0: Oh, okay. Um, let's get go rid Nick. of your horse. <laughs> if you've got horses, put your horses further away. <laughs> um, Nick has said I've, I have a frangipani threatening to encroach upon my washing line. It's very happy, but the future is not bright, really. I want like to lop <laughs> off the branches, but I'm not sure when to do it. I'd also like to plant out the lopped excess. I'm in Durian Bay. Grant uh, me okay. your brilliant advice.
2: Oh, well, that's very nice. Um, okay, so frangipani. Have barely any root system whatsoever, so you can dig that up now. Don't do it in winter. Dig it up now. You can prune it back now. Leave the prunings, leave the cuttings around for two weeks somewhere, so they callus over, and then you put them in a potting mix. Get a really—it's the only time you'll hear me say this, Christine. Get Lion. a really cheap potting mix uh-huh. it's got nothing in it basically pine bark and sand <laughs> that's what you want the cuttings in the frangie that you're going to dig up the whole frangipani and move it somewhere you will need to stake it with three really sturdy strong steel or big wooden stakes because when you dig it up you'll see there's hardly any root system whatsoever interesting do it now
0: 1300 720 uh tony is in australind good morning tony Oh, no, actually, Tony is online too, but also in Australian. Hello, Tony.
3: Yeah, good morning, folks.
0: Good morning, going? Tony. Good.
3: Yeah, good. Could you tell me, Sabrina, how to kill the climbing wisteria when you don't want it anymore? Uh,
2: what you need more than anything, Tony, is persistence. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so because uh, you what can about
3: Roundup and things like
1: that.
2: Yeah, well that will that will kill the top part of the plant if you spray the plant with that. Same with uh, Slasher; that will kill the top part of the plant. But as you uh, probably discovering the suckers go far and wide so That's you're going to have to, to yeah. yeah so you're going to have to keep on doing that uh. if you're using glyphosate if you add a bit of liquid nitrogen to it then the leaf tissue takes in the roundup a lot uh, the glyphosate a lot more efficiently
3: Right, right, eh? Well, I'll
0: give that a go. But persistence, Tony, persistence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joan is in poppin' inning, and 28s are ruining her garden. Good morning, Joan.
1: Good morning. I'm hoping you can tell us something we can spray the flowers or shrubs with. We don't want to kill the birds, no, but they're no. ruining things.
2: Yeah. Now, 28s are very difficult to control, unfortunately, Joan. Some people have had success using um, the, the tape that has, you know, all the different colours come on it when uh, it moves.
1: Yes,
2: yeah, yeah. um, Some people have tried snakes, but you ha- like rubber snakes, but you have to move them around. Someone else has said that they've used neem oil. And that's been successful because they don't like the the flavour of the neem. So oh, you could try, mm. and neem you can spray on everything. So, oh, lovely! Yeah, mm. so try try the neem
0: oil, Joan. Good, thank you very okay. much. Okay, thanks, Jane. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Give us a call. Lots of texts of mushrooms coming through now. Uh, we must we must bring in a mushroom expert actually
2: because. Yeah. Mu- Because autumn, of course, is when all the mushrooms come up. Right. Because we've got warm soil, we get rainfall, and we have humidity. So yep. that is the perfect environment mm. for mushrooms to come up. How quickly can they spawn? Uh, well, they pr- pretty fast. I yeah. mean, that's that's their whole role. So, within within three or four
0: days, they'll dump all the all the spore. Um, Mark has sent us some some photos of some hammy Hill mushies. They're which, beautiful, a cream with like little little uh, dots on the top. Looks like they've been sprinkled with Parmesan cheese. <laughs> it does. And
2: someone someone. <laughs> Sent, was a Beck from Balladoo? who sent in? They may know the identity of the mushroom that there was a mushroom that came up a picture somewhere that was my mushroom. Oh, the, this uh, down one
0: here from Agent 345. Yeah, no name with it. Is no. this the fungi? I have it in my garden and it is that's it. The look of it. Yeah. That's the fungi, it's like a lime greeny color. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, and then when it opens up, it's like a little parasol. Mm, go out there and see it
0: glowing. You don't need to buy those solar lights anymore. You can just have a big row of mushrooms. <laughs> a mushroom. field of mushrooms. <laughs> All right, let's go to your pick uh, for today, your musical pick.
2: Well, we've had a change in the weather. We've had a little bit of rain. I thought we'd have a little bit of Willie Nelson telling us what's going on.
0: Willie Nelson and Nora Jones. Give us a call, 1300 720.
1: Stay. But baby is cold outside. I've got to go away. But baby is cold outside. This evening has been. and hoping that you drop so in. I'll nice. hold your hands. They're just like ice. My mother will start to. Beautiful what you heard. My father. In Listen to the fireplace roar. Billy, i better skirt. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Well, maybe just a have a drink more. Put some records on while I pour. Neighbors might think maybe it's bad out there. Say what's in this drink No cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew how. Your eyes are like starlight too now. Brave. This bad I'll take your hand. Your hair looks well. I ought to say
0: no, no. Find if
1: I move in closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't stand all hold out. Baby is just- Store. My sister will be suspicious. Got your lips look delicious. My brother will be there. The Waves the A tropical show. My maiden aunt's mind is so vicious. Your lips are delicious. Well, maybe just a cigarette. Never such a loser before. I've got to get home. Baby, you'll freeze out there. Up to your knees out there You've really been great I'm thrilled when you touch my hand But don't you see How can you do this thing to me It's bound to be talk tomorrow Think of my lifelong song At sorrow. least there will be plenty implied If you caught pneumonia on your hand I, I really can't stand Get over that hole now Baby,
0: it's
1: cold
0: It's not really cold. It's kind of 22.4. Um, but that was Willie Nelson and Nora Jones, Sabrina's yeah. pick of the Week. Very nice.
2: Nice little team up, isn't it? Mm not bad at all now we've been we've I've been a bit soft on on our listeners lately so next week we're going to get back to some head banging chicken killing
0: music <laughs> drum, drum and bass <laughs> or something similar 0437 720 is our text line or you can give us a call on thirteen hundred triple 720 Trish from Busselton has a native frangipani with a massive root system good morning Trish Good morning. Morning Trish. So um, do you want to move it or
3: I do and I just heard you talking about uh another transplanting of a frangie, but we have a massive root system and it's mm.
2: about
3: fifteen twenty metres high. Yep. In heaven. It's yep. loving itself. Yeah. We want to move it. To, we've got another location, but we're not sure
2: how to go about it. Okay. So that last frangipani I was talking about, Trish, was the uh, plumeria, like the right. the Hawaiian frangipani, yes, they call it. Yeah, and yeah. we've got lots of those. So I yeah. realise, so, yeah, so the native
1: obviously
2: has a deeper. Has a much deep because it's a rainforest yeah. plants, And you right. cannot, that is too big to transplant, Trish. Oh, Look, I'm have a, have a crack at it, though. Um well this is the best time to do it. Okay. So it's still warm but it's not stinking hot yeah. and the soil's still warm, which is the most important thing. So you're going to have to take the top off it and the sides and you're going to have to dig a bloody big hole. Have you got machinery that that you can Oh, hang on. No, you, wait. Oh.
0: Sorry. No, wait. Yep, oh. have you got machinery Trish?
3: Yes, I definitely have. Yeah, we've
0: got machinery. We'll, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So dig, so you're going to need to dig a, a
2: bigger hole as possible. Right. Um, they, okay. They, just cross our fingers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yours is pretty large. So. I know. I'll just have to try and convince my husband to build a fence around it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to lose it. I know. I know. Oh. One's one's that big, really? It's pretty. Oh you've God, only got you can't like a. Them, can you? Sorry. I know. <laughs> I know. Sad.
0: No, all good. All like right, give it a crack, crack anyway.
2: <laughs> Thank
0: you, Trish. Okay, bye bye. Thanks, Trish. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Interesting text here from Jack. Hmm. Um, morning, ladies. My ball water is twelve hundred ppm salt. Yes. Is this okay for hydroponics, aquaponics? Well.
2: Now, if you
0: can get something, it'll be okay
2: for, I don't think it's going to be good for hydroponic, might be okay for aquaponics. I'm not too sure. There's, um now there are, aqu- there's hydroponic shops around and you're probably better off giving them a ring. Um but that – so so with that many parts per million of salt, if it's over a 1,000, you're in trouble. So you can't use it as as over, you know, um, spray or sprinklers. Sometimes you can get away with it with drip, drip line, in line, um, but it's still going to have an effect over a, a period of time. Fish, uh, I think the aquaponics would be okay as long as you've got the right kind of fish in it. So you you're better off going to a fish place actually. So go to a go to a hydroponic place and just ask them about that. Um, and then go to a fish place. I tell you who's the bee's knees on aquaponics yeah. is. Um, oh, <laughs> Neville Passmore, yeah. who used to be on Gardening Australia. So uh-huh. Neville Passmore is a very very well known horticulturalist, and he is really in to aquaponics he grows all his food through aquaponics yeah, yeah. so i'm not sure if neville has a website on how to set up your aquaponics stuff but i know there's heaps of information okay. on the website so see if you can get hold of neville
0: passmore he's the he's the guru all right Rhonda from calaroo wants to know when to pick pumpkins good morning Rhonda. oh good morning morning
3: hey, Rhonda. Um, i've um been putting my veggie scraps, digging them into the backyard of my garden, and I've had the button-up pumpkin growing since, um, say, January.
2: Fantastic. And
3: I've got a huge one there now. I just yep. want to know when I can pick
2: it. Okay. So the stem that attaches itself to the pumpkin, yes. you know, the stalk, That's right. that has to actually go brown and dry... Mm-hmm. And sort of it withers inward, so oh, it'll, it'll contract inwards. So it needs to be hard and brown, basically, Rhonda. So, so that's an indication that And none of my pumpkins are ready yet and they all no. started forming in probably the end of January, actually. Um, so the pumpkin may be the ideal size, but it won't be ripe on the inside until you see basically the umbilical, umbilical cord attached to the pumpkin starts to wither up. Shrivel and up and retire. up, yeah, and retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done enough,
0: enough now. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. 0437922720. Tim has sent us this magnificent photo mm. of uh, a plant, which is very hard to describe, but lots of leaves starting green at the bottom going to this beautiful pink at the top, Mm. kind of like a palm tree formation Mm. but floppier leaves. Mm.
2: Uh, What is it? Um, So there's a lot of exquisitely beautiful foliage plants that people can get now. Um, So we've got coleus. Um, which are which is what this is, and some of them are annuals, some of them are perennials, but the foliage you can get a huge variation of different colors mm. and uh, that almost looks like a cabbage texture kind of leaf, but it's bright pink. bright pink, yeah. absolutely beautiful. Some of the amaranths. Plants also have bright coloured foliage, and it's really good to throw in a bit of foliage colour into your garden because it adds
0: a lot of interest,
2: particularly that hot pink. Yeah. it's just stunning.
0: Yeah, very fancy. Susan is in Narrakup, just north of Albany. Hello, Susan. Hi,
3: oh, how are you going? Good. good. That's good. Yes, I've just got two passion fruit vines growing in our backyard. Mm-hmm. They're probably only about six inches high, uh, the same variety. And one is getting eaten and the other one's perfect. Ah. So I've got my suspicions that it might be grasshoppers.
2: Okay, yep.
3: So I'm doing what I need to do to try and um, protect
2: it. Protect them. So they're only little fellas at the moment, so you can make a collar. So put a collar, like a tube. You can even get, um, you know, irrigation tubing. Smear. The outside of the tube with the um, vapor rub that you put on your chest, so you breathe in the okay. in the winter time. Right now, it whether it's grasshoppers or beetles or weevils, they will not like the smell of that, and they certainly will not like getting it on their legs, <laughs> on okay. their little feet. Um, okay. So that will ward just about everything off, Susan.
3: Okay, I have actually
2: sprayed it with Maverick. But okay,
3: it, didn't, so it was doing much.
2: Wow, well, that's that's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't see that doing a lot of help. But that putting a, a tube around it and putting on the vapor rubby
0: stuff works a treat. Uh, Steph on the text line. She's in up and has said she's got Jellorup. up. Oh, I've done that before. <laughs> oh, you know, I, I know how to pronounce it, and it's just my um, my baby fatigue brain. Uh, <laughs> Ginkgo. Yes. Ginkgo tree. Steph. Uh, and was wondering what to do to give it the best chance at life. Uh, now, Steph from up W-
2: was never really a gun gardener when I knew her at Luma. How Up- do you know her? I know ah. Steph very well. In fact, Steph, I'm coming down to stay with you next month. I haven't <laughs> told you that yet. Um, so, Steph, I reckon your gardening uh, prowess, I'm, it's come a long way. I reckon you could grow a ginkgo in that gutless sandy soil <laughs> you have in Jalora. Jil- <laughs> but um, don't put it in the ground till I come down and stay with you, Steph. I uh, just want to make sure you put it all in with the right thing and you've got to have it protected from the wind.
0: No hot winds on it, Steph.
2: VIP. Yep. Go
0: get go and get yourself one and we'll plant it together. <laughs> 1300 720. Roger from Bakers Hill. Good morning. Good morning to you, ladies. How are you? Doing wow. good. Look, we
3: have a passion fruit at home, mm-hmm. which is on a large trellis. Yep. Um, in the last six years, it's given us one fruit. It It, it has a romance with the mimosa behind it, which we have to keep removing it from. But it's not giving us anything. What are we doing wrong?
2: Oh, geez. Six years, Roger. (laughs) They only last about seven. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I mean, it's probably, you really actually do only have about a year left in it. You know what I'd do? I would prune... The bejesus out of it. I would take two thirds off it, Roger. Right. Then fertilise it along the whole root run. Mm-hmm. Swear, swear at it because it's given you not a lot over the last few years. Um, if it comes back and gives you fruit, it'll probably only do it for one year anyway. Okay. Now, the thing about passion fruit is they are hungry feeders and if you don't give them enough minerals in the very early two years of their life, they'll grow like the clappers, but they're not going to give you much fruit, particularly if you're giving them too much nitrogen, as in you're just giving them manure and you're not giving them all the other minerals that they need.
3: Okay. Okay, I hear you.
2: So, so, um, <laughs> so it's got a year left, so
0: just prune it. Like, it's the wrong time of the year now, but do it anyway.
3: Thank you for your advice, (laughs) lady. Okay.
0: Thank, Thank you, Roger. Roger. You too. 1300 720. We used to have a big, beautiful passion fruit vine at mm-hmm. our place in Naranda. And as a little girl, I loved the, the spindly, the curly oh, little yeah. things, but I'd pull them all off the vine. and I was like, no, leave it alone. We really want to see some fruit. <laughs> we we had, um,
2: we, we lived in the country in uh, northern New South Wales, but it got really cold in winter. So I'd get to minus eight Wow, in winter. My mother managed to keep passion fruit Alive throughout winter. We what had, an inspiration! She's amazing, incredible. I think she was a witch, actually. <laughs> sort of may have had something to do with it. Um, but I mean, normally you would, if you're in a frost-prone area, you say to people, mm, you know, it may die this mm-hmm. winter, but. She, But she, where she had it was right underneath the hot water tank, the stand, because we had just oh. water tanks. And I think it was so protected in there and maybe, I don't know, minus eight.
0: Still thrived. That's, yeah. that's phenomenal. Uh, on the text line from Jennifer, uh, she said, can you please tell me what's wrong with my sweet potato? It is... Um, the purple skin, white flesh variety. Oh yeah! Oh looky, looky! So
2: this, um, these leaves—they've got yellow mottling in it, which is a sign of. Oh, they've got all sorts of things. So the yellow mottling with the green veining is an iron and manganese, uh, magnesium deficiency, but it's got these really black-brown necrotic spots on it, which is a fungal disease, which sweet potato can get. So gee, I'd be pulling that uh, sweet potato up, actually, because it looks like it's going throughout the whole leaf, the whole plant. Mm-hmm. Um, and that nutrient deficiency means that it's gone right down to the root system. Dig up some of the sweet potatoes, see if you've got any in there. You can try
0: spraying with a fungicide, but it may be too far gone. All right, right, thirteen 720. We've got about 10 minutes left. Is that all? Yeah, I know. Oh, it flies. Uh, Shanty is in Perth. I hope I've said your, your name right. Is that correct, Shanti? Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, good. Wonderful. What's your question for Sabrina? Um, where's the
3: best place to get worms from?
0: Ah, that's, that's a, good a very good
2: question. So, Shanti, if you go on the internet, there are some what we call backyard worm growers and they they, they usually have... If you type in for a Facebook page... Worm Farms Perth, um, see if anything comes up. There's um, There's three main groups in Perth and uh, there are people that actually sell worms from their backyard that they're breeding up. You can also get worms now from nurseries. Ah. Um, there's a chain of nurseries around Perth they sell them and I have seen worms for sale shanty at the... A big hardware store.
0: You buy- <laughs> Hard when you can't mention brand names on the ABC. You buy it,
2: but- buy it in a box. Mm. Um, but there are worm growers. There's one just outside of Perth and I know that he distributes those worms to some of the nurseries. And so yep. if you go into the nursery and or- go to the nursery and say, I'd like to order you know, a bucket of worms, they will actually get them in for you.
0: Mm, Well, what's what's your plan, Shanty? What are you going to do? We're going to build a worm farm. Oh, fantastic.
2: That's great. Well, if you can't get them from anywhere else, you can get them in a box
0: from a hardware store. Okay. my producer is telling me that you came on because your parents were too scared to go on air. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good on you. How old are you, Shanty? Pardon? How old are you? Oh,
2: I'm nine. Good oh. on you. Do you know what, Shanty? I reckon kids make the best gardeners in the world. I
0: reckon, I reckon you're on your way. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you for the call. 1300 720 What a champion. Uh, let's go to Patrick from Perth. Good morning, Patrick.
3: Yes, good morning, ladies. Wanting to know we've got two soft-seeded or... or uh, Fig trees growing in my mother's backyard in East Fremantle. Yeah. you know when's the best time to transplant them. Um, and A, the best time to graft them, um, whether we should do that before we transplant or after.
2: Okay. Um, so the, the best time to transplant is actually when they're dormant. But look, fig trees are pretty... They're pretty tough. I reckon you could grow, dig them up, and bung them in just about any time of the year, apart from midsummer. So, uh, how big are they? The ones uh, you want to about
3: about a, a meter and a half a meter. So they're sort oh of... easy there peasy. Yeah, I dig
2: yeah. I dig them up now and move them, Patrick. No problem yeah. at all. Now they've grown from seed, and yeah. I know a lot of those fig trees that are around Fremantle. Um, some of them don't have. Very good figs.
3: No. That's what I was wondering. So I've got some friends up in the hills who've got some lovely figs. Yep. And I'd like to graft. Oh,
2: grafted them. on. Yeah. Top, Top job. So you, can, um, so you can graft them in spring, so at the end of winter when the sap is starting to flow on the figs. And don't forget you need
0: the scion and the budwood to be the same size. All right. Uh, we have about seven minutes left. Arthur has been waiting patiently. He's in Kulbinyo. Good morning, Arthur.
3: Hi, girls. Uh, got a uh, trim, trimming off a frangipani, five metres long, the branch. Yeah. Uh, shoved it in and it's gone gangbusters but, and the top's going flat out. And <laughs> I'm surprised to see the soil around the, root, the uh, trunk going into the ground, lifting a little bit, which is good. Protecting it from the whippersnapper. Via...
2: <laughs> Good.
3: Now, the thing is, is there any technique to get it to, to, to bud out or send a little branch out down from the stem? Because it's about three metres of nothing.
2: Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to prune it. Now, oh. there's two times... It, that's the only way you're going to get it shooting lower down. Okay. So you're going to have to cut the head off. Um, but you need to do that during the summer months. I think we're still going to get a pretty warm March, so you would need to be doing that now, Arthur, or you leave it
0: until late spring, early summer next year. All right, uh, Chrissy is in Dardenup and has a question about uh, safety when using fusilade. Hello, Chrissy. Oh,
2: good morning, ladies. Morning, Chrissy. Morning. Yes, I actually
3: I sent you a text as well that you can ditch that one because I'm asking you. Oh,
2: <laughs> excellent. Righty-ho.
3: <laughs> now, years ago, uh, Sabrina, you actually told us to get to uh, fuselage. Yeah. But, uh, and I bought some. Very yeah. expensive. Anyway, I didn't need a licence. Now, I've never used it, but I want to use it now. What safety precautions should I use?
2: Okay, with any herbicide whatsoever, you need to wear gloves, you need mm. a mask. Mm. You do not spray on a windy day, so it's got no. to be very calm. Um, and you wear closed shoes and long pants. Yeah, understand that. Why is a licence needed, though? Oh, okay, because a lot of the chemicals and a lot of the agricultural um, chemicals now you you need to know how much to use, what to use it on and when to use it so that it's most effective at a certain time of the year. The other thing is people must be very, very careful about the use of herbicides in particular if they're near waterways because most of these these herbicides affect fish and frogs. So if they get into the wetlands or in the waterways, you're going to kill off a whole pile of life that's actually in the water. Right. You need they, They've brought out all new regulations, which I think is a good thing because people think if you can buy... Insecticides, pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides from a hardware store or across, across the counter, they must be completely safe oh, to use. Yeah. But of course, a lot of that stuff is toxic to humans and certainly to aquatic life. Right. That's so, why. So, if you do want to get a out.
0: license, is that a Department of Ag thing or Primary Industries? Uh, that... Department of Primary Industries, yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, on the text line, Philippa has said, My geranium seems to be dying from the centre out, and there mm. are little white fairy things. Is Is this something I should worry about or is it normal? I've seen this happen. Oh, uh, it's um, stem die back. The little
2: white furry things, I haven't. uh, Let
0: me try the second photo. Click, mm,
2: click, click, click. Seen. Oh, Oh. (laughs) it's like. Okay, so you do have an infestation of scale, but that's not the major problem. The major problem is that it's got a fungus, so you're going to have to get copper oxychloride and spray the entire geranium. Um, The scale are there because the plant's stressed, so they've gone, "Mm, easy feed here.
0: (laughs) I'll take advantage of this. Thank you very much. Uh, Jane in Port Hedland, thank you for your show firstly. 50-year-old Norfolk Pine, two metres from the roof's edge. Is it too close to the house? Recently bought the house, worried about the roof. Pine has withstood big cyclones. Despite this, should I try and remove it? Oh, good luck. Um, that's a fairly large Norfolk Island pine you've got
2: there. The root system of Norfolk Island pines is immense. Mm. Um, it's pretty close to your house. She said, can I relocate or
0: propagate?
2: Uh, you can certainly propagate. Uh, to relocate, you're going to need machinery to get in there and you need to be careful using
0: machinery, Um Right next to a house. Yeah, true. All right, we can squeeze a few more in. Jan from Dampier, good morning. Oh, hi. Morning, hi. Jan. Oh, So Bruna, I've got a massive mango tree.
2: Yeah. I pruned it at the wrong time. Oh, right. Have you? Did you say? Yeah. Oh. I have. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Uh, what time is the best
1: time to prune? It?
2: Well, usually uh as soon as fruiting is finished, Jan.
1: Right.
2: Okay. So that's the best time to do it, and you can hook into it.
1: So it's a bit late now.
2: Yeah, a bit late now. Can you – right. well, I don't know. I mean, it's been pretty warm in Dampier all year round. No, look, I, the only th- reason I say don't do it now is if you get a late wet, but that would be a late, late wet. No, hook into it now, Jan. All right, go
0: for it, Jan. We're going to squeeze Jeff from Bailing Up in. Hello, Jeff. Hello, How are you going? Good. good. You've got about thirty seconds.
3: Uh, asparagus to be transplanted from a secret wild patch into our garden. So, what? Uh, how to best go about it? Does it matter if you sacrifice a few of the
2: roots, etc.? No, nah, it's on a crown. So basically, as long as you keep the crown intact, doesn't matter if you're going to hack into the root system. That's good. So, time to do it? Uh, well, really, if you can, leave it until winter because yep. they go into dormancy then. So all the yep. spears will. Uh, die down, and then you just dig the whole thing up, cut it right down to ground level, dig it up, transplant it into good, rich soil, and off they go.
0: Awesome. Thanks, it.
2: No worries, Jeff.
0: Good stuff. Thank you, Jeff. And one more from Darren in Malalu. Yes. Our park next door has massive ficus trees, and the root mm. system goes horizontal and has done a lot of damage to our concrete, our fresco and brick wall. Can I cut the roots... And prevent further damage without harming the tree. Yes, you can because those ficus have roots all over the
2: place so... Um, but I do have to tell you that the roots will grow back
0: pretty quickly. Mm, all right. Tell us again where people can find you in Jinjin Jin tomorrow. Jinjin
2: Jin Railway Station, Growers Mart.
0: Whoop whoop. <laughs> lots of fresh food
2: grown around Jinjin. Jin. Come on yes, down.
0: brilliant. And I'm sure you're going to be taking lots of it home. Yes, Thank I am. You. Thank you for the dance, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> nice to see you. Thank you for your calls and texts. Have a great weekend. It is 10 o'clock. See ya. Bye. G'day, Barry Nichols here. Hi, Nadia Mitsopoulos with you. Christine Layton here. Hi, this is Jess Strutt. Hi, Jill O'Shaughnessy.
1: Hi, Russell Wolf here. G'day, Jeff Hutchison.
2: Nice to have you with us. ABC Radio Perth.
3: You've been listening to
2: an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio, and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.